time. Get that. You ready? Always. Can we get started? Hi, and welcome to Herbology. <laughs> I'm Anne. And I'm Kevin. And on this episode, we are live from Herb Expo 2022. <laughs> welcome, welcome to our audience of thousands. <laughs> as far as the eye can see. <laughs> That's the joys of a con. So many different things going on, you never know which things folks will get to attend, but we're going to have some fun. I, yeah, I mean, how could we not? We're talking herb, right? So. Right. Thanks for coming out today. I know we are competing against some big headliners, <laughs> so we appreciate you taking a, a moment of your day to come hang out and herb out with us. So, welcome. Yeah. No, uh, go ahead. No, you no, got it. No, you go. No, 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 no. Okay, fine. Um, now, for those who may not already be listeners of our podcast, be it uh, those in the audience here or anyone watching or listening later on, uh, Ann and I have both done the ERP podcasts already, and then we got together to do ERPology because we wanted to take a look at the episodes in the scope of the entire series. So when we're doing our rewatch and going through and doing podcasts, we're taking a look at what's happening and pulling back in things that are going to happen in the future or things in the past and what they all mean and kind of tie together. So we get to have some fun. And Ann's very good at finding the uh, things that are to come and some commonalities, i got to say. My goal is just to make Kevin cry. <laughs> Success is there. Success is there. <laughs> um, no, but when Kevin approached me with the idea, um, I was like, well, how's it different from what we're doing right now? We both <laughs> already do our podcasts. But with those podcasts, um, you know, we go in sequential order. And we, at that point in time, were only able to... Um, look backwards because we hadn't seen the future yet. Uh, so being able to just look at you know what we know of the story so far in its entirety has just been really fun and going back and seeing how now that we've we've looked forward how some of these older episodes just either make more sense or hit you differently or you just miss something entirely that makes more sense seven episodes from that. So that's just been a really fun experience so far. Yes, it has been. And, we, and we've also had some fun from time to time drawing some parallels, be it cast members or such from other shows like Lost Girl or themes, you know, Lost Girl or Buffy and some other stuff there. So we do it in a very broad space. Uh, you know, spectrum that way, and that's a lot of the fun for us, certainly. Um, and as it so happens, we have an erper here, Donna, um, who has the complete set of Buffy and Angel on DVD with her, and is willing to give it away. So if anyone has not seen those shows or wants those DVDs and has some room in their luggage or is driving, Donna right here is uh, glad to assist. So. Um, this is, like we say, the fun part of bringing in all of the scope of fun connections that we can have. So it was very fortuitous <laughs> when she mentioned this to me. Yeah, thank you. That's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Catch up later on that. But that is where part of the fun of drawing things in really kind of comes. Yeah, and you're good at that. I haven't, I think I've only watched one episode of Buffy so far. So that's, uh, that's definitely on my list. But Kevin uh, is definitely... 
a pro at Buffy, and <laughs> will bring up Buffy as, as much as he possibly can. As much, yes, <laughs> as like, I do in the I don't want to spoil it for you, Anne, because I know you haven't seen it, but I'm just going to say this reminds me a lot about, and then mm -hmm. he tried to, he kind of speaks in code that only other Buffy people will get, so I appreciate that. You got it. Don't want to, just like Earp, don't want to ruin the really good stuff. Don't, don't want to ruin it. No. Um, but today, we're just, we're going to talk whatever. Like, it's wide open. We're, I haven't, I've barely seen you. What have you been up to? <laughs> you know, this is what I love about a NerpCon. You can have a really close friend, but then you can go days and you barely see them because you're all doing different things at different times. Uh, I've been having fun myself. I've uh, moderated a couple of panels and, uh, Hosted like the cosplay and the rewatch party last night. Anybody here at the rewatch of the episodes last night? Yeah, uh, watching episodes of Earp and, and in the case last night of watching the first and the uh, season four finale together. Nothing like watching that with other Erpers getting to laugh and obviously cry and then cry some more, cry some more on the 412. But. That's a great thing to do. Cosplay. Uh, I hope you see some of the photos because they, we had about 20 folks who just killed it. Great job on all kinds of different things. Uh, it was the first time I ever saw someone cosplay as a murder board. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yes, I could. I mean, I could see that up close. So this is what I love about the Erpers. Uh, not that folks didn't do wonderful as Winona's and Docs, but some folks just taking it next level. I'm a little jealous. I didn't think of the market. <laughs> I knew you'd appreciate that <laughs> so one. So jealous. I thought of that. I thought of you as soon as I saw that one. It has me written all over it. <laughs> like murder board. God. Did you see, um, well, you did, Puffball Monster Nedley? Uh, yes, up close. So well done. And to wear that in the humidity of, of New Orleans. New Orleans. That's, <laughs> yes. that's dedication. 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 What's, what, con aside, what else have you done in New Orleans? Like, did you go see the sights? Did you, did you get all crazy? Did you get a tattoo? <laughs> what? No tattoos, okay. no. For the most part, it's been mostly con stuff, because also my, some of my family, my wife and youngest daughter and her fiance are down here, so anytime not doing con stuff, I've usually been trying to see where they're at and hang out with them. Uh, bit, so we're making a family stuff there. But I've been to New Orleans a couple of times before, including the previous Earp Expo, so I've been able to see the city and okay. have some fun there. But this time it's mainly been focused on Earp stuff. Wow, good for yeah. you. Yeah. Well, it's just, we've had so much going, good stuff going on, because if it hasn't been a panel or something I've been doing, it's been other fun stuff just in the hallways, talking to, to several of you. I mean, this is, we talked about this, or not we didn't, but I talked this morning, and I wanted to bring it up now, um, I rode in uh, an elevator with a couple of folks, I think it was yesterday, uh, all the fun of figuring out the ele elevators in this hotel and getting on the right one. Um, no, talking about someone who had been to a couple of Urbcons before, and they brought it up. I, I had in my mind to ask them that, uh, you know, the first one they went to was cast. That's why I'm going. I need to meet these amazing people. But after going a couple of times, things shifted to, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see the cast, but I really want to see my Urper friends. I really want to hang out, you know, be it in a hallway at the bar for dinner or whatever. So it's lovely to see folks grasping so much of the community. Yeah, I, I always come to the con with like this big to-do list in my head of things that I need to check off. And quickly it falls to the wayside because I either run out of time or as you know, have severely overbooked myself. <laughs> 
<laughs> Severely overbooking yourself is putting it lightly. If anyone saw the stuff that Anne has listed, it's like military in the way that she's going to try to hit it. I know, and then this waitlist system really threw me off because I'm like, that's not how I have scheduled my time. <laughs> I have to go to this person, this person, this person, and then I can go to the autograph. But we're making do. So, um, you know, live and learn, right? Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so this... I, there were some things that I didn't do last time that I really wanted to do this time because I didn't see as much of the cast in the autograph room last time. So mm -hmm. I really wanted to make sure I got to everyone this time. And I've gotten to everyone but Danny and Melanie. So that's, oh, I probably, good. like, I might get a text and have to leave this podcast <laughs> to go see Melanie. Okay. I, you'll understand. Yes. Okay. I, I've prepped a song and dance just okay, in case. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but I've had uh, great interactions. Um, I got in on when did I get it? Thursday, and spent the day um, up and down Bourbon Street and mm -hmm. that other street that's not Bourbon Street <laughs> but is popular. What? Sure, sure. Yeah, that's it. Um, we got lost a lot because uh, I'm here with another podcast friend of mine, Kat Cremins, and. Um, we stopped at this tourist, like, information place, and she's like, I'll find us a map. I'm like, we have maps on our phones. We, it, the dot tells you where we are in real time. And she's like, no, 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 I got us a map. It was a kid's place map. <laughs> and this is what she used to navigate us all day long. It didn't go well <laughs> at all. I kept going, we're going the wrong way. No, we're not. It's on the map. And I'm like, I'm guessing that one wasn't to scale. To no, either. it was a children's place map from like a Denny's or something. And I'm like, we're, the dot is moving away from where we want to. I can see the park we want to go to. We're not going in that direction. Plus her heart. And uh, it's hot, and I'm sweaty, and I was already one drink in from Fat Tuesdays. It was a lot. Mm -hmm. But we made it to the park, and there was an Urban Green meetup there. Yeah, oh, great. I didn't, I would, I didn't land until after that. I, I saw a photo. It looked like there were a ton of people. Yeah, there, there were. I didn't count because it was math and stuff. Um, but there was like... Like a flannel, a flannel of herbers. Okay. Um, and we took photos and just, you know, got crazy in the park for a little bit. And then... Was there chicken kicking? There wasn't. I gave you all my chickens. How will we have kicked the chicken? We'll get to that later. I have a chicken bone to pick with you, Kevin. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was great. And... Um, side story that will lead into some other stories. Allison Baker, from, formerly from IDW, we all know, love Allison, um, tweeted a couple weeks ago, like, hey, does anyone want this couch? And in like this weirdest erper moment of my life so far, I was like, eh, how much and where do you live? Because I was pretty sure she lived in the LA area, which I live adjacent to. And so she DMs me and she's like, free, I'm in like the Hollywood area. I'm like, when can I come get it? And she's like, the 27th. I'm like, I'm gonna be in New Orleans. She's like, okay, how about the weekend before? So I drive up to the Hollywood Hills and I meet Allison and she, I get there for the, the couch and she says, um, 
um, I pulled aside just like a few little things for you. And I'm thinking like, what are you talking, like lamps and tables? You're moving. Like, are you trying to get rid of all your junk and give it to me? Because I don't, I just need a couch. I don't need all this other stuff. And she's like, starts handing me Winona Earp stuff. And she hands me the name cards from San Diego Comic Con that the cast had been to. And she's like, I don't know, like, do, do you want these? I'm like, I know exactly what those are, and I absolutely want those, right? Um, and then she gave me some bandanas, so I gave those away at the, the park meetup, so that was fun. Um, but so I had talked to Kevin about it, and I said, look what Allison gave me. And he's like, oh my God, that's like a cool deal. Like, people don't have those. And we started doing like, What's it called? Is it called provenance when like you get a piece of artwork and you have to prove like all the hands it went through? So Kevin starts going through. Well, you you tell this side <laughs> of the story. <laughs> there are dates on the back, or not dates. No room room numbers. Room numbers and times. And the times of the panel. Yeah. So the the back of the cards has got as we said the the room they were in and the time the panel is, and so I said well because. And naturally, like, what year are these from? I mean, they're not marked with a year, and they'd be curious to know. So, being, you know, anal Kevin, when I had gone to San Diego Comic-Con, I put the panels in my Google Calendar, and I listed the rooms they were in. So we were able to look at the times and the room, and we could figure out which year the placards were from. Because the thing with the ERP panels at San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con over the years, each year they've been in a larger different room, so they've not repeated rooms. So that way when we saw the info on the room number, we could say, aha, that's 2016, that's 2019, and so forth. Which was just a fun little journey to figure these things out. Yeah, it was like this little, um, it was like we were Indiana Jones, <laughs> and we had found these relics, and then we had to piece together what era they came from. <laughs> and so I kept getting these DMs from Kevin, he's like, ooh, that one right there, this one, and it's like circling thing. This one is from this year. This, so it turns out I had two batches. I have a batch from their original appearance, their first appearance at San Diego Comic Con 2016, and then I have a batch from their final appearance in 2019. So it turns out I had Tim Rosan's first San Diego Comic Con appearance name tag. So I brought them with me, and I was going to get them all signed. So that was initial. That, there was more pressure on me because I was like, now I have to make it to all the tables for these to get these signed. And so I see Tim, and um, and like I have something to show you. I think you might be excited about this. And I show it to him, and he like just got all fanboy freak out on me, and he was like, oh my god, where did you get? So then I had to tell him the whole story. Um, but he was so sweet and so cute. And he's like, well, he, let me give you something now. And he's like, he, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> so, so we traded. And he gave me an autographed um, picture. But it was very sweet. And Greg acted very much the same way. Did he? Oh, yeah. Cool. He was like, what, how did you get this? I want one. And I was like, there's only one. I know. There can be only one. Um, so then he was like, well, well, I miss Allison. Tell her I love her. So I have to tell Allison he loves her, which is kind of weird, but whatever. <laughs> and I had the pleasure when I was uh, backstage before the body swap panel, uh, Tim 
uh, I think was the first one to get here. Um, so I knew Ann was bringing that to him and she had shared a quick video uh, with me. So I mentioned, hey, I heard you got your SDC placard. And he beamed again, because he's like, oh, I thought I had that one from the first year, but it's not. And I, this is the first year one. And knowing how much of a Comic-Con geek he is, um, it just made my day to see him light up about it again. So yeah, you made, you made him very happy, get a sec. That I mean, was nice. if you can make Tim Rosan happy. Yep, that was, that was something. Yeah, con highlight. Con highlight. Con highlight. What, um, I missed your body swap panel because <laughs> how many of you were at that panel okay mostly good, good, good. <laughs> i was in um emily's workshop mm -hmm. they always schedule her against me i take it personally I, it's like you guys are in a battle <laughs> to the death <laughs> i think my money's on emily <laughs> yeah so is mine so is mine <laughs> okay. okay um how did it go i've heard nothing but good things from everybody else Folks, what did you think? Yeah. I, I got to tell you a little behind-the-scenes stuff on that one. When the con first shared um, their schedule privately with me um, of what they were going to be doing for panels and, and asked me, which was very much an honor to moderate a couple, they mentioned the body swap one. And I read the little description and I went to myself, I'm like, ooh, this is either going to be the, one of the most amazing panels ever or a total train wreck. I can't tell. Um, so I, you know, yeah, I love to do it. I mean, it's not a typical panel, so something new to, to try to prep for. But I got to tell you, it was very stressful for me leading up to the con, trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to do this? What scenes are we going to do? First off, because they asked me to do all of it from there, uh, figuring that out. So all of four seasons of Earp, and trying to pick just a few that they could do. Um, I, I thought about it a bit. I purposely said, well. I don't want to try to do anything really emotional. I mean, really special. I mean, I don't think it's fair to ask the actors to try to top a good friend of theirs. So I try to find mostly fun stuff, one or two emotional beats that I thought we could fit in there. Uh, and I had a small group of Erper friends uh, who were very kind to, when I put together some lists, give me some suggestions or tell me which ones they kind of liked. So we kind of crowdsourced it a bit to narrow it down. But then from there, we needed scripts um, and video as you saw at the panel. So kudos to Danielle uh, from Earp Expo. Uh, worked very hard getting you know, the video together. She does uh, fan videos, so that's something she's got some experience at. But also getting the scripts, um, some of which she had, some of which she literally wrote down herself, just rewatched the scenes and then put them on paper. And if you saw them up here on the table, she also did a great job, because what she did for each of the scenes, if there were three actors in that scene, she gave me three copies of the script and highlighted them for each person. So when I gave them to the cast, if they were going to play Waverly, the Waverly stuff was highlighted. So that was a lot of hard work on her part. Um, and I got to the handlers for the cast members ahead of time just to say, can you give them a heads up? I mean, the cast is so busy. When they come to panels, usually they have no idea even what the name of the panel is. All they know is they're on it um, with their schedules. But for this one, I didn't want to blindside them. So I mentioned the handlers to let them know a little bit ahead. Uh, and it was great because when they all got backstage, I just said, are you folks aware of what's coming? And it was a bit of a, mm, maybe. <laughs> but that's okay, Kevin, we trust you. So once they said that, I'm like, okay, let's see what goes. And as you saw, I mean, what was it, five minutes in, Tim's up here dancing on the table as a stripper? Oh my God. <laughs> I get 
get back to my room, and like I really hadn't been on Twitter during the day, so I'm scrolling through, and I had heard, um, where did I see Greg? Oh, at his table, no. Oh, at the cocktail hour. And he was talking about it, so I was starting to hear you know, good words about it all. Um, so, but I see these videos, and Tim is up on the table. Was there even a stripper in that scene? <laughs> He, yeah. he was looking for any excuse to gyrate in Greg's face, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, even it was funny because even Varun was looking at the script and he's going, Tim, there's no stripper on this. <laughs> it's like if I was wanted to play a stripper, who knows what's going on. Um, but my favorite part from watching that is I can hear you in the background and you're like, Okay, I think we got it. <laughs> I, I think that that'll do. I think I think we got. I think we've all seen. Like, well, I, I was know. worried about the guy's safety. It's, uh, these tables are, you know, and he's going back and forth, and you know, for ten seconds maybe. He's up there for what? A few minutes? Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking, oh my God, an insurance claim. I'll be I'll be infamous making this happen. It'll be my fault. The man so. <laughs> destroyed Tim. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that name on. So I was worried about that, but yeah, they, they all, as you saw, just went completely all in. That's why that worked. It was a little stressful at the panel in the sense that I had about 10 or 11 scenes selected. I knew we wouldn't have time for that many, but I wanted to make sure to have more than enough. So once it was rolling and they were really good at it, I was shuffling which ones I wanted to do because I wanted to, they were just hitting it on some of the comedy to keep some of that going. Um, but I did have to bring in a couple of the emotional things, um, like the Nedley and um, Nicole one, I, I really wanted to see them do a, a true swap between that, uh, which was wonderful to see. Um, and then, as I mentioned in the panel, I knew I had to finish with Chicken Kicker. I just had to. I would have been run out of town by the Irkers if I didn't. Um, and this is where Anne was so helpful, because when I mentioned what we were trying to do, she's like, oh, I got those chickens. You want me to bring them? I'm like, you betcha. Where are my chickens now, Kevin? They are souvenirs to four very happy people. <laughs> Who knows, they might have got them signed, I don't know. It but I had, I had put them under the table over here, because I didn't want the cast to see them. But I saw, after I put them on the table and I went down into the seating area, I'm like, you can kind of see them under the table, so any sharp burpers might catch that they're there. Um, so when it came time, we got near the end, I said, you know, what you just meant, I kind of mentioned is I have to kind of finish with this scene and the cast are all like, so I reach down and I take the chicken out and I pop it on the table and it gets a huge round of applause. But I didn't want to make Kat uncomfortable, so I wasn't planning to ask her to do it, I was just going to ask the guys. So I pulled out the three chickens and Kat was just kind of looking down at things. And several of the others in the audience were like, there's a fourth chicken, there's a fourth chicken! <laughs> <laughs> and Kat kind of nodded to me and I'm like, okay, then she's going to be game for it. So her willing to do the actual scene and let the guys just do the chicken kicking. Again, that's that's all them. That was all them, so. And then she played, like, everyone loves Drunk, drunk Nicole, Nicole, and then yeah. she, like, did the slurring and the, like, you couldn't ask for more. No, no, I, I, I gotta say, definitely one of my all-time ERP highlights, getting to sit up here and watch these people right in front of me doing this going, am I blessed or what? I mean, how what a cast to be able to do this kind of stuff for us um, instead of just kind of I mean, they could have done it as a very straight table read, but no, what you saw, all of them got into it in all of it. It's, hopefully that video comes out good, because folks are going to love that one. So, I know the Erpers are familiar with the inflatable chickens, so they probably recognized what they were right away. Did, 
did the cast know what the heck you had brought yeah, up? I think so, yes. Okay. <laughs> also, did you ever think you would say the phrase, I pulled out the three chickens on a podcast before? <laughs> No, but it's Irpa. There are so many things that I never thought I'd cosplay as Madonna, so anything is possible. There we go. Will you cosplay as a giant rotisserie chicken for us? <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. Okay. <laughs> so, also, when he, he being Tim, played Maeve, <laughs> I mean, when he played all of his characters, quite honestly, but... He put the paper in his mouth, he spit the yes. paper. The look on Kat's face when he spit the paper out, she was just like, what are you doing? And because I was sitting here and could see her directly, when, once he started to do it, I'm like, oh, he's going there. <laughs> I could see Kat perfectly, yes. Uh, again, a memory that'll, that'll last for quite a while. And, um, and his Charlotte Sullivan impersonation was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, again. You know, A's across the board on all and of it. he wouldn't stop. <laughs> no, he wouldn't stop. <laughs> Uh, something else. Um, so I did the Emily Writers Workshop. It's uh, a little different. If you anyone had been to Herbapalooza, she uh, added some elements to it. If you haven't been to one and you're going to some cons in the future, I highly recommend going to it. Uh, I've been twice, and I'm sure I'll go again. So I mean, I know I already have a ticket to the next uh, event, so I guess I can say I know I'll go again. <laughs> Now, what about, um, did you get, you got a chance to go to game night, didn't you? I did go to game night. What was that night? like? I was in there for like five minutes and I'm like, OMG, what is going on? <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> um, it was so much fun uh, just seeing like the different sides of like different people's personalities where like their competitive streak comes out. Um, and it, it wasn't really... There wasn't really teams, like it wasn't that way, but everyone was having so much fun. But, so we got in there and you've got your, your group of people and then you all start out at a game and then you rotate one way and the cast rotates another way. So you, you'll get a chance to play with individual um, cast members. Well, they're just about to bring everyone in and my team realizes there's no bar so well, we don't even have any drinks, what are we gonna do? So I take to Twitter and I'm like, who's out there that's not in here that I know who can do a beer run for us? And I'm too distracted to even really look at Twitter for replies and then I'm like, wait, is Kevin in here? And then I realize Kevin's not, so I send an SOS out to Kevin via text and I'm like, where are you? <laughs> can you please bring us some beer to game night? And he's like, how can I help? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this is what I need you to do. I need you to get 10 beers. You can, and he's like, do you want me to get them from the bar? And I'm like, well, there's a little store behind the bar, so you could just grab them from there if you want, just whatever's easiest. And then he's like, what, what kind do you want? And I'm like, what kind do you all want? And everyone's just scrambling, because now we're playing giant Jenga with Melanie. And um, I'm like, uh, Jill, what do you, Nedley, what do you want? And she's like, Blue Moon. And he's like, they don't have Blue Moon. <laughs> so I'm like, whatever they have. So yeah, so Kevin strolled in like a knight in shining armor carrying a bag of beers for us. So <laughs> Kevin saves the day. Yeah, yeah, more, more. It's Kevin Batchelber <laughs> delivering beer to game nights. The, the woman in that little store got a kick out of him, like, yeah, I need 10 of them, please. 
She's like, big night? She's like, big plans? No, you know the thing that was the most odd about it? For the first time in I Can't Count, she actually ID'd me. <laughs> I'm like, what is the age here in Louisiana? 50? I mean, you don't think I'm over 21? Okay, that's fine. I haven't been carded in years. Go for it. Lucky you. Yeah. Uh, special. Yeah, but that was a blast. And so I played, I gotta check my nose. So I started out the night with Giant Jenga with Mel, which if you've ever played Jenga, I don't know how your nerves are when it comes to Jenga, but my nerves are shot when I play <laughs> Jenga. I'm just stressed out the whole time. And then the next, it's Giant Jenga, so like two bricks in and I'm too short to reach anything else. So I've got to have <laughs> someone by proxy fill in the rest for me. Um, but that was a lot of fun. And then um, we played some Frisbee with Tamara. We played Uno with Danny Kind, who, Danny fucking Kind playing Uno is a nightmare. She is cutthroat. She will whip a draw four on you repeatedly. She has rules I've never heard of in Uno before. She's, we, we do a draw four, we put a draw two down and she's like, do you play it where you actually draw four? And we're like, Danny, the card says plus two. <laughs> yeah, but we play it where you draw four. And we're like, there's not four on the card. What world do you live in, Danny? She's like, well, that's how I play with my boys. Well, you can't turn Do they have 900 cards in their tiny little hands? Danny Kind's a monster. You heard it here first. Don't play me with her. Uh, no, but so that was a lot of fun. And then we played like some sticky ball dart game with cats. Uh, but my highlight was they had Herb Trivia. And we got to play with Emily Andrus. Oh. If you're going to play Herb Trivia, mm -hmm. you want to play it with Emily Andrus. Mm -hmm. Guess how many she got right? Any guesses? Don't, if you were at my table, don't cheat. You know the, <laughs> anyone just yell it out. Emily Andrews, show runner of Winona Herb. She got one right. She's made us swear not to tweet about it, but this isn't a tweet, so it's fine. It's just a recorded podcast yeah. going out on the internet to thousands. It's fine. I didn't tweet That's it. That's right, we didn't tweet it. Cross didn't my heart, it. didn't tweet it. Emily, I had nothing to do with this. And you won't, shh, don't, don't mind. I'm telling you, it's mom's the word. Um, but the, her question was, who shot Ward Earp? And she, why not? And I was the only one she got right for the rest of the time. Uh, but it's harder than it seems, because I can't think that fast. Like, I know the answers, but I need a minute. Yeah, when you're on the spot like that, yeah. especially with the cast members around, yeah, yeah. it's hard. I felt like I needed to hang up. I'd rather my... be doing something physical, like throwing, you know yeah. what I'm saying, like to make you think when you're... It's too, it's too stressful, um, and especially with Emily sitting right next to you. But I felt like maybe I needed to hang up my podcast microphone, because I was like, it sounds like I've never watched this show before in my <laughs> life. Like, is this Golden Girls? Like, what are we talking about here? But I did get two right, so I did feel, I felt a little better about that. No, yeah. yeah, if you right. do better than Emily, then okay. Yeah, I guess I won. Um, <laughs> so what else have you done? What are, what are some of your, your highlights of the weekend so far? I can't believe it's Sunday already. Yeah, we made it to Sunday. Um, Did you not plan on making it to Sunday? Did you think you were going to die we, on Saturday? I, I, well, no, I say we, because I, I 
always, as most of you know, if you've been to any of the cons or heard me on the podcast, I always, early on Friday, try to tell the folks who are new to the con, pace yourself so you laugh, you know, you're truly still here Sunday. You might physically be here, but I can see right through your eyeballs that are glossed over. So, yes, we made it to here, but, um, and I was pleased this morning in the elevator, I had a couple of folks who were new to the convention say, thank you for that advice, I've been hydrating more than I normally would, and also that was good to hear, <laughs> see, there we go. It's important. Because it's important, um, and it does pay off by being able to get the most out of it. So, yeah, it's, it's just, in that sense, just wonderful. I mean, doing any of the panels or hosting any events is just always just amazing to do. But some of the best stuff has been the encounters in the hallways um, or around the bar. Uh, you know, a couple of people who, this was their first ERPCon and talking about, you know, their experience talking to Melanie or Emily. Um, or sharing their photo op photo with me, because and you can just see them beaming. Okay, even if they got the mask on, you can still see it. You can feel it, and that's what's very special to me. And it, it always is. A couple of very emotional encounters. I mean, watching 412. I'm sorry, I'm still crying at that stuff. Uh, I still am. Um, several watches in now. So, but doing it with with other herpers just reminds me how special this whole experience is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did also have the opportunity to attend the um, the cocktail hour. On mm -hmm. um, time is a flat circle. Friday, maybe. Yeah, Friday. Uh, so that was a really good time, and you're, you're seated at groups of tables, and then the cast rotate, so you get to see and talk to everybody for like know, twelve minutes or something per guest, and. I had a really funny interaction with Zoe Palmer. So, you wanna hear a funny Zoe Palmer story? Okay. So, you know, Zoe is really kind of hard to read. Like, she's kind of like straight about things, but then when she gets going, she's hilarious. And she had pointed out to Lindsay, who was sitting with us, she said, what's your tattoo? And, um, no, that's not how it started. Zoe asked us if we, you know, who's gone out and gotten crazy, and if any of us had gotten tattoos while we were here. And none of us had. And then she told us that about three years ago, she got a tattoo while she was here. It wasn't at an herb uh, convention, but she was here. It was like one of those, like, drunken bad decisions. Um, but she was satisfied that when she woke up the next day, it was like, oh, I didn't do so bad. Like, it was a good one, right? So, but she said that was the only one she was ever going to do. And we talked about um, what it's like having body art when you're uh, an actor because it, it just means more time in the makeup room, which she's not a fan of because there's a lot of covering up that has to happen. Um, so that was an interesting thing to hear about the industry. But so then I said, has anyone ever come up to your table or met you and it was like I have you tattooed on my body and she said yes and I asked her if that was weird for her and she said yes can you imagine and so we, we you know we had this funny back and forth about you know tattoos and how they age and what if like they thought it totally looked like you but you look like it you look at it and you're like really that's what you think I look like like it's just you know it could be awkward so then after she she left, we had all talked about it, and I, I said, wouldn't it be funny if, like, I just drew, like, a shitty tattoo on my arm, 
and then went, went to her auto table the next day and was like, look, I got a tattoo. You know, you inspired me. So that's exactly what I did. So <laughs> I got my call that said, you've made it to Zoe's, um, hang on, it's Danny. It's my turn to see Danny. I just talk about something. See what I have to put up with, folks? Most of this gets edited out, but you know, it's, it's how important Anne is. Um, as you can tell, we're talking about some of the fun we're having. If you folks have questions or topics you'd like to hear us talk about here today, by all means, throw up a hand. We'd love to hear it. Um, that, that's part of the fun when we've done a live podcast is, is making them very interactive and tailored to the folks who are here in the room. Um, so feel free, throw up a hand, let us know. So, thank you. You did good. Um, gotcha. And I'm, I'm just going to let it in. You did so good. I won't edit that out. Um, so, so I get my alert that says, okay, it's time to come in to see Zoe now. And I see Colby in the hallway. And if any of you are familiar with Colby's artwork, you know that Colby does amazing things. So I'm like, Colby, can you, do you think you could draw the likeness of Zoe Palmer on my body? And they're like, yeah, I can totally do that. I'm like, like right now with a pen because I'm going to go in there right now. So I kind of quickly tell them the story. And Kobe's like, yeah, yeah. So I give her one of these stolen pens. Um, and I'm like, where do you, should I have it on my arm or like where? And they're like, well, I think it'd be funny if it were on your chest. So I'm like, all right. So we're literally in the hallway and Colby's just <laughs> drawing this. So she's looking at a picture of Zoe and then drawing it on my chest. And I said, but can you make it kind of shitty? And they're like, I can absolutely make it kind of shitty. So there's like this long flowing hair and then they spell Zoe completely wrong. I'm like this is perfect. So I get to Zoe's line and um, I'm blinking out now. Um, Marcy is Zoe's handler. I'm like, Marcy, you know, can you take some pictures of this reveal for me? Marcy's like, sure. So I say, Zoe, you inspired me so much at our cocktail hour that I went out and I got a tattoo last night. And they're like, you did? You did it? Oh my God, you did it. I said, yeah. They're like, well, what'd you get? I said, I got a picture of you. Like, you, you did. You did it. You really did it. I said, yeah, is it, okay, so is it somewhere I can see it? I'm like, I'm gonna show it to you right now. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And I still can't read, like, they're not covering their discomfort very well at all. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. And it's obvious they're completely uncomfortable with the situation. So I pull down my shirt, exposing this horribly drawn tattoo that you can tell tried to make it look like Zoe. And Zoe's just like, literally clutching her pearls. <laughs> oh, oh, is that real? <laughs> and I had to let her off the hook right away. I said, no, it's not real. It's just pen. And she goes, and then she clutches her stomach. Oh my God, oh my God. And then she goes, imagine if it was. And I'm like, exactly, imagine if it was right now. And she's like, well, I would have had to have reacted. I would, I, would have, I would have had to have said something. I'm like, exactly. You would have had to have been like, thank you so very much. Um, but so yeah, so I got a great photo uh, with her afterwards because of that 
completely awkward position I put her in that will live in my memory forever. And I saw that picture on Twitter, and I, you know, pinched it to try to look at it and went, hmm, I'm going to have to talk to Anne to get the story on this. Uh, good one. Yeah, I, my podcast host and I are sharing a room, and she's giggling in the bed, the other bed this morning, and I'm like, what has you in stitches over there? I look over, and she's zoomed in on the tattoo on my chest. I'm like, oh, great, my chest has you in stitches. This is, this is great. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that was on your body. So. Totally herb. Yeah, totally it, it was worth it. It was worth it. Um, did we get? Did you? Did we get any questions from the audience ahead of time? That we did. We had. Uh, we had one of our listeners uh, sent us a question. Uh, Michelle wanted to know, how do you keep loving herb when you work so hard on the podcasts? That's a good question. Um, I don't find it hard to keep loving herb. That's for sure. Um, I can't imagine a day when I'm not gonna love herb. Maybe I there's like a rehab program for people like us or something, but I think that's why I'm able to do so much podcasting is because I love it so much. If it was something that I didn't enjoy, um, I don't think I could do it as much. I know my partner has been like, why don't you get a job podcasting? (laughs) You know, there's companies that will like, they want people to do their podcasts. And I'm like, but I don't want to talk about recipes (laughs) and podcast about that. And I don't want to talk about like protein shakes and podcast about that. So it's, that's the difference is like, I could not talk about it and then spend hours researching and editing it if it was something that I didn't enjoy doing. And, you know, they say, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life or something like that. I'm horrible at quotes. Um, but that's basically what it is for me. What, what's it like for you? I mean, you've, you've been talking about herb for centuries, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, six plus years. It's, it's part of who I am now. I, I just... I just can't imagine not doing it because it's, it's brought so much joy into my life. And that's from the people, be it the cast, but mainly the Erpers, all of you. Um, there is just so much joy in all of this and so much fun to be had. Uh, you know, it, it is a lot of time that I choose to do some of the things I do, be it podcasts or other things, but it's been so rewarding as well. And it's the people uh, that you know, I probably never would have met uh, without finding something that we're all so passionate about. Mm-hmm. So, it, much like you said though, certainly my wife, uh, family members, don't get it. <laughs> I had the great pleasure of being able to have my wife come to uh, Akon the first year for a day. Um, she was actually up there with her sister because they wanted to go to Niagara Falls. So it was kind of a dual thing, but we got her in uh, with the day pass, and she actually got to see the full cast panel that I moderated, the one with all of the rainbow onesies, which was totally off the rails. But, but the great thing was she got to feel the energy of the Orpers. So that was a way to be able to at least go, oh, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't get it, but I get it, uh, understanding it. Because before that, it was just, no matter how excited I got at talking about something, it was just, like you said, the polite nods. So when do you get paid to do this? 
well, not, it's not what it really is all about, hun. So yeah, it's that sense is, but it's it's just so natural. It's so much a part of me. Yeah. You know, I mean, how can you in today's world, especially, how can you not choose to be around even when it's virtually other people like this and other people who care as much about it? Um, it's just a smile. It gives me a smile every day of my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I miss it. Like we've we've taken a break to to concentrate. You know, you're moderating here. I'm moderating in a, in a week or so at Herb Division Expo. So it's like you know we've got to get all our ducks in a row and prepare. Um, and I was just like. Kevin, I, I think I have to take a break for a few weeks just because my brain is scrambled and I have to get all this stuff done. And Kevin's always so supportive. And he's like, anytime we need to skip a week, we skip a week. It's, I never want this to be a chore for you. I never want, you know, what we're doing to be a burden for either one of us because when it becomes that, then like, if we're not having fun, then we're not going to do it. Um, so that's always just been really great is that we're both, you know, on the same page because like I put a lot of pressure on myself to just like do a good job with things and, um, you know, pressure that I know is 100% me. It's not coming from anyone else. Um, but you're so good about being like, it's, we're having fun. This is all for fun. People understand. Um, so I just really appreciate that. And like, great podcast partner, like great guy, great podcast partner. Well, thank you, thank you. The same. I mean, your passion is part of, big part of why I wanted to do a podcast with you. You know, it's, and the podcasting side of it. For those of you, even if you're not a listener of our podcasts, the thing that really hits me is, along with just being fun to talk with Anne, and the fact we record it is a bonus. <laughs> um, but to hear from so many of you about how much you enjoy it, how much it touches you, how much it gives you a smile on your walk or working around the house or whatever it is you do when you listen to podcasts. That concept that it's just the two of us when we record, but there are then thousands of people who will listen and be impacted and love Herb and reach out and tell us that. Um, or folks in the hallway uh, and, and things like that. It is very humbling to know that I can just be myself, share something that I love, and, and have that touch other people. Um, so that, that ability to share that, same with the folks doing wonderful artwork or whatever else it is in this fandom. Um, I'm sorry, it just really hits me. Yeah, and, and for me, you know, I, I'm a pandemic erper, so I'm fairly new to the show, I'm new to the fandom, and you know, to, to start a podcast and then end up doing another podcast with Kevin Batchelder. Like, I, that was never even on my radar. So when that happened, it was just like, you know, when I formed a friendship with you and we were talking all the time and then this happened, it was just like, what, what is happening right now? Like, it's still, it's still just so very weird to me that I'm doing this right now. It's, it's bizarre. Like, what is this world? <laughs> I constantly am saying to Kevin, like, this, what is yeah. this world? Like, where else? I just, and you can't, you can't describe it to other people. They either get it or they don't. And I'm just so very glad that there's a bunch of people who do get it. Yeah. It, it is that, that, you know, that herb cocoon, whether it's on Twitter or at these cons or, you know, maybe in your real life, if you've got a few folks who live near you, it's... It's just been it's just been special. 
and, and it doesn't matter how long you've been a fan, you know, just found the show or, or where they when it started, whatever, it is that same energy every time for me. That's the thing that really, because I've had folks ask, geez, you, you know, you've been to many of the cons and done a bunch of these podcasts, doesn't it get old or doesn't it maybe start to lose something? Hell no, it just gets better every time. Like I said, you know. True, did you have a question? Yeah, so I know you're new. This is your second major herb con, right? And so now that you've had the podcast for so long and you're coming in under Kevin's wing, really, big time, both of you, when you come to these cons now, how celebrity are you? How many people come up to you because they, they connect with you? Because it's almost like we fangirl out over you guys, too. Just like we fangirl over the cast and all that, because you've become such a part of the fandom. How do you guys interact with that? <laughs> have you noticed? You've got to have noticed it. People come up to you because they recognize you now. So. Kevin warned me a little bit. Um, I didn't believe him. <laughs> uh, like so, ma- I'm so sorry. I'm horrible. Like I, people tell me things, I'm like, that's not gonna happen. That's not real. That's why do I need to schedule myself? I'm not. I'm gonna have plenty of time. People aren't gonna come up to me. Um, uh, I guess I'm a non-believer. But it, it's weird. It's. I mean, in the best way. Um, I appreciate it because you know you do. You put a lot of work into it. That I. I don't know that that people really understand. Like we'll record and. Some, well, first of all, we watch the show and rewatch the show. And when you're watching the show to do a podcast, it's not just 45 minutes. You're pausing, you're jotting things down. And sometimes it'll take me two hours to rewatch an episode. So there's that. And then we'll record with each other sometimes for two hours, usually for two hours. Um, and then afterward, I'll edit that. And depending on my day and my attention that I can give to it, It'll take me anywhere from one to three hours to edit a podcast. So that's just for one podcast episode. Um, so there is a lot of work that you put into it. But then when you have people comment on things or come up to you and say things like, oh my gosh, I listen to you while I'm driving or while I'm cleaning or while I'm doing whatever, uh, it's really heartwarming. and. I'm not good with compliments, so I'm really awkward when people do that. I don't know what to say, and it's just, I, I'm kind of like, it's not a real thing. Like, thank you, thank you. I don't know what else to do. Um, but I, what I'm trying to say is if I don't come across right and like appreciative of it, it's just because I don't know what to do with it because it's, I never knew that that would be a thing, if that makes sense. Very weird when it started to happen. Very weird. Um, and I didn't, the, the very first ERPCON, ERPCON UK 2017, um, the con invited me there as, as, to moderate panels, and they also asked me to be a handler for Michael Eklund, which was a wonderful experience. That man is just amazing, really, with every single ERPR he talked to. But the interesting thing was, is when people would come up to the table to get his autograph, Several of them would also say, Kevin, would you please sign this or something else? So after about an hour or so of this happening, when on a break, even Michael's like, you should have your own table, dude, okay? You should be you know, doing that. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. And it's, 
it's just continued because again between doing the podcast that people listen to or having the wonderful opportunity to moderate panels that get watched on YouTube many folks do know it and it, it impacts them in a positive way so they want to share it so it's a wonderful thing but it is still very weird I'm, I'm totally comfortable with it I'm glad to do it my family uh, my again wife and daughter who are here at this one got a real kick out of the fact that they were down at the bar and I was up in the room and they, you know, I said, okay, I'm gonna come down and see you for a little while. Uh, and they saw me get off the elevator, but they were at the far end of the bar. And it took like 45 minutes for me to go that 50 feet because all the Urpers in between wanted to say hi or have a hug or say something because it was the beginning of the con. And they got such a kick out of that. Like, we can't take you anywhere now. We have to make sure we're on the other side to, to get to you first. And it, but it didn't really occur to me that it was 45 minutes because to me it was just so exciting to see all the Urpers, people who have listened or have chatted on Twitter. Um, so it, it's, it's been weird in a wonderful way. It can be a bit overwhelming um, because again, as I think many of you know, this show impacts so many people in such a strong emotional way. They want to share some of those stories. Um, and I got to tell you, when you know someone is very honestly laying out the importance of what this show has done in their life and how much a podcast or a panel that I was involved in helped them. Uh, I, I'm not prepared for that. But I'm, I'm, it's wonderful to hear, but it's just not something you used to hear. So it, it's just one of those things that gets a little weird. It's not a bad thing at all. But yeah, I, I, I now have to, or I know now that I have to, especially at the Herbcons, leave more time when I'm moving between places because I'm not going to be able to walk it in the 10 minutes it normally would take because I'm probably going to have some folks run into me and want to say hi and I don't want to have to say I can't talk so it's just funny because I just build in time to leave between yeah, I didn't events. think of doing that. I should have done that. <laughs> it was probably on my list of things probably, you didn't pay attention to what I said. Probably the list I just ignored. <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Does anyone else have Any other questions or topics? Folks, questions? we still have some time so Anyone want to tell a, a good story they had? Shout out a good, fun thing they had happen? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? <laughs> no, but all, all that to say is like, yeah, we're, it, it's a weird thing, um, but I absolutely wouldn't want people to not tell me that. Like, it's because when they do, I'm like, oh, that's like, thank you for telling me that because you, it's so easy to forget that people are even listening because it's not an interactive type of thing. We don't hear, you. people have told us like, oh, when I'm listening, I talk back to you, or like <laughs> I yell at you when you say, when you get something wrong, or when I'm like, wrong. oh my God, you're right, I totally think that too, um, but we can't hear that. <laughs> so like in order for us to be able to hear that you either need to tell us in person or you need to tweet to us so um, we do really appreciate when we do hear that because it, it can it can be a little isolating because you're just it's just us or I'm just sitting in my garage when I'm doing that so um, it's nice to hear that there are other people on the other I mean I can we can see the numbers that people are listening um, but it's just nice to have like human voices uh, to, to back that up and support that Yes, and it's, I gotta tell you too, one of the weirdest things for me was when I started to see people live tweeting, listening to our podcast. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I mean, I had never seen that, you know, never occurred to me in a live tweet a show or something, but 
live tweeting, listening to us. Yeah, I love I love when people say like, oh, and this they'll they'll quote something, but I've already forgotten what I said. <laughs> so then I'm like, what episode did I say that in? And I'm like, if you could just start providing timestamps so I know what you're talking about, because this is all out of reference right now, and I know what you, I sound like a crazy person in what you're repeating back to me, and it doesn't make sense, but. And you know, if you're going to do a podcast too, as I've mentioned to other folks who've asked about doing one, you have to be comfortable with the fact that when you record something and put it on the internet, it lasts forever. So if you're wrong, Trust me, in a, even in a polite, nice way, people will let you know you were wrong. So like, you know, when first time around watching the show, when Bonnie and I were doing Tales of the Black Badge, when we saw the lead into the Jolene episode and we were speculating, no, I think she could be a, a help to the crew. This is gonna be nice. She's gonna be a good character. Wrong forever, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I got out of uh, a Cliff Notes book for Hamlet to try to dissect uh, Loves All Over because I read an article where Emily had said it was Shakespearean. Um, I had all kinds of theories and yeah, they weren't right. <laughs> they weren't right. So yeah, you have to be willing to, uh, you know, some stuff you can edit out. Uh, you can edit out some space and some missteps and, you know, one of us will catch it and be like, you said that funny, you want to say it again, say it don't sound like that. Um, sometimes you just can't, so you just have to be prepared. Mm. But that's some of the, you know what? Here's another way to look at it. At least we know they're listening. That's right. Because they wouldn't have caught it if they weren't listening. <laughs> that's right. So. Wouldn't have given us feedback on that. Yeah, but. no, it's, it's so rewarding. So it, it really is. Well, and, and with that, we're... Yeah, just to be sure, only quick thing to mention, be sure at some point, folks, give a big thank you to all the volunteers, the staff, the wonderful ASL interpreters here doing the panels. These folks are helping us out, so be sure to say a thank you to all of them if you get a chance to, because wonderful stuff. Yeah. But we appreciate you all coming out. Thank you so much. Enjoy Have a great rest of the rest con. of your con.